It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Love Sport. They dare to do. And the Lily Whites are going to score on you. They're no angels, but this season Harry and the boys are going for gold. From White Hart Lane to Wembley, Spurs will always be North London's finest. It's the Tottenham Hotspurs Fans Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio, bringing you your London football fan show six nights a week. Tonight, Tuesday night, we talk all things Tottenham Hotspur. And we look back at a brilliant game of football last night in Seville as England beat Spain by three goals to two, with Harry Kane very much involved in proceedings. Good evening to everyone out there, and good evening, Ricky Sachs. Good evening, Aaron. Thanks. Doing, pal? Yeah, right? not bad, not bad at all. Looking back on a great win for England. Good stuff. Uh, did you do you know Jamie from Daily Hotspur? <laughs> do I know him? Yeah, of course I know him. It's Jamie from Daily Hotspur. Jamie, right? Daily Hotspur. Oh, Jamie from right. Daily Hotspur. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? You're Jamie. I'm Jamie. Are you from Daily I'm Hotspur? From Daily Hotspur. Stand Jamie there from Daily go. Hotspur. And down the middle, we've got the purveyor of fine snacks. Oh my goodness! Check these snacks out. Aaron. Lee, Lee McQueen. He's come twiglets. He's come with twiglets. Tw- armed with twiglets. I've got a main. Co- I've got a starter, a main course, and a dessert. And what we've got in front of us, we've got some popcorn to start. Yeah. Then a little bit of kind of maybe some twiglets in the couple of the ad breaks there. Yeah. And then to finish you off, Aaron, because we like finishing you off, son. <laughs> we have got chocolate cornflakes clusters courtesy of Tesco's. As long as it's all munched up during the break, it's all good. And we're, we're not on air because, you know, crunching and now on air just nah, don't work, make very good radio. Um, right. Okay. We are taking your calls tonight. 0208 70 We'd love to hear from you this evening. It's at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. They are... Are at at Rick Spur 
And last word on And of course, on, at last word on last Spurs. Word on Spurs. Stand. Last word on Spurs. Right, okay, let's talk about that England game last night. Harry Kane um, proving uh, that he is much more than just a finisher, much more than just a goal machine. He is someone who can drop deep and create and hold up play for everyone else. And he did so. And that assist, I mean, the second one. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. That ball uh, uh, for, for, for the second goal, genuine. I mean, I could watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it. What did you make of it? How did you uh, notice or how, what sort of changes did you see in Kane's game last night? Okay, I'll be honest with you, as a Tottenham fan, nothing surprised me what Harry Kane does or what he's capable of. I just hope now that the rest of the nation, I know a lot of it in the World Cup was that the goals he scored were lucky, were flukes. Now everyone is getting the chance to see that Kane is not a selfish player. He doesn't play just for himself. He plays for the team because quite easily you'd argue last night for the second goal that England score, or should I say, sorry, the, the third goal that England score, mm. that Kane could have arguably taken that on himself, and he didn't. He laid it off for the uh, for the striker to be finished, and that is the kind of person that Kane is. He's not a selfish player, and it kind of then goes to justify what Tottenham fans have always said, that Kane is much more than just a finisher. His build-up play is phenomenal. I've always said Spurs are so lucky to have him, and as Kane is maturing and getting better in a Spurs shirt, we're now seeing adapt- adaptions to his game that we've never seen before um, for maybe England fans out there, but we're used to it as Tottenham fans every single week. Yeah, certainly. Just picking up the uh, the evening standard tonight in London, and uh, they lead on the back page with a piece by James Ollie, who is in Seville, saying uh, Kieran Trippier has told the press that England want to be the best side in the world. Uh, he revealed that. Uh, well, England want to be part of the world football's elite. They ended a 31-year wait for success on Spanish soil with a 3-2 win as the host conceded three goals in a competitive fixture at home for the first time in their history. Uh, history makers, England, some would say. Some would say uh, that, you know, it was a complete performance. Some would cause... Uh, they get, get a bit worried by what happened towards the end. Don't get me wrong. Two goals conceded may have taken the shine off of a 3-0 scoreline at halftime. But Lee, uh, Kieran Trippier coming out saying England want to be the best in the world. Hey, you know what? He's ambitious and we like it. We do like it, and um, I would just echo some of the things that uh, Ricky just said there, and, and of course you as well, Aaron. Um, I would term it as progression. Um, yes, there needs to be some perspective around what has happened yesterday, and like you say, you know, on a different day, goalkeeper could have got sent off, we could have been down to 10 men, we could have lost 4-3, whatever, but you can't take it away from the performance outstanding. The first 20 minutes of the game, I mean, it, I was blown away. I couldn't believe I was watching England. I was like, wow. And uh, and do you know what it was for me? It wasn't just the front three. I mean, they played amazing. Uh, high pressing. It was it was, it was was also the, the middle three, which I thought lined up really, really well. We've got a Winks in there. We've got a, a Dyer in, obviously. We've got Ross Barkley. None of them have played together as a, as a unit before. And I thought it, it, it felt good. It felt like they were going forward. It felt like they were pressing with a high tempo. It actually felt, I think Carragher said it yesterday on the commentary, but I think he, it felt like a club football game. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like laborious back sideways AVB type style uh, international football almost. It was, um, it was like club football and it was a joy to watch.
Mm. Yeah, Jamie, um, what did you make of the performance of England last night? Obviously, we saw uh, the likes of Rashford and Sterling, uh, you know, get involved. Seriously, Sterling's first international goal in three years. Yep. But, you know, for you, the Spurs players on the pitch, Kane, uh, Trippier, there was uh, Eric Dyer as well involved. Who, who was the star man for you uh, on the night? Um, well, what I was most impressed with yesterday in terms of the Tottenham players was the partnership between uh, Winks and Dyer. I thought that was very promising. That's obviously an area where we've been weak in this season. And so if those two can forge a partnership together in the centre of midfield for Spurs, um, as they did last night, that would be really great. But for me, Harry Winks was probably the standout player. I thought he was just some of his passes that he was making and he's really showing that he's a big game player. Another game where he's gone to a Spanish side and, and dominated. I've got to agree. Yeah, just on Jamie's point there, just on Harry Winks. Again, I know a lot of what we said last week is about promise and potential, but people, as again, I seem to forget, and I'm on this Winksy propaganda that you watch the way he played against Barcelona, you watch the way he dominated against Real Madrid a couple of seasons ago, and then again last night, you know, okay, all of his game wasn't perfect, there's aspects of his game that needs to improve, but everything we know about Winks is the case that if he can stay fit, and that's the key, can stay fit. It's just getting game time, yeah, isn't it? we've got a wonderful player there, and he's a player that under Pochettino, he nurtures him in the right way, and we can, again, make sure this is going to be his full season where he gets a run of games, and he could go on to be a wonderful player for both club and country. I mean, we've talked about Harry Winks in... in droves over the past few weeks um, you know and I think it was yourself Rick who talked about him you know leading England forward mm. in the future um, are you are you still confident with that with that statement I mean can you see him ousting someone like Jordan Henderson I mean Ruben, Ruben Loftus-Cheek hasn't got any game time for England obviously he's not really playing at Chelsea either um, can you see Winks becoming a fixture in that England eleven? I think Jordan Henderson's the last of his worries, to be honest with you. I think <laughs> they're different, but they, they play slightly differently, mm. don't they, them two, to be fair. I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what you think, Wings. Sorry, sorry to kind of um, no, you know, jump in on the question, but uh, with, with Harry Rinks, he's not a deep-lying midfielder, is he? He's not like a holding midfielder, like the Dyer position, or what I would say the Henderson would be, position would be in the England side. But he's also not a kind of... A number ten either. He's an eight, isn't he? He is an eight. The shirt number represents the top. Yeah, like you said last week. Yeah, exactly. The eight is what he represents. He's just so good at connecting the defence from uh, the attack. So he's just that's one the really important things that he does is yeah connecting the team. That that kind of pivot almost. And we talked about it last week. Look, let's not get carried away. But Mm. you know, he's a Spurs uh, show. He is a Spurs player, and he's one of our own. So like, why we got wax lyrical about Harry Winks? Mm, Wax about Winks here. That's why I say wax about Winks and just on Kane. You know, two assists. And so heavily involved in the build-up for England's first goal. And like you said there at the start of the show, just Kane, I still don't think Kane gets anywhere near the amount of credit he, he deserves. Was, he Not was, just alone for his finishing, but his all-round build-up play. And Spurs fans, we've been saying this for years. It hasn't mm. been something we've been saying for six months or 12 months or 18 months. We've said this from a long, long time with Kane, that it's not just his goals that makes mm. him the player he is. It's his all-round gameplay. And it's improving with his age. He sees parts yeah. of that, you know, think- some of us can't. Mm. Well, that was it. I mean, it, the, for the goal, uh, for the second goal, it was just, it, you look at the how long he spent looking up, it was s- seconds, and it was just such an intelligent pass. That's and you can just tell that, that that's an intelligent, that's a really intelligent player there. The, f- the, f- the thing is, with, with I suppose, just, you know, we're hyping up, we're reading the papers and listening to the media, and we're, we're part of that now at the moment, doing a show, and it's fantastic. I think one of the things that maybe uh, has passed a lot of us by is that England hadn't won a football match. For what 
going into that game, if they'd have lost that game, been five on the bounce. Yeah, that is a lot of games to lose um, or not win. Sorry, should we say um, un- under that thing? So there was some pressure there, right? Do you know what I mean? And and actually, that's when you can see greatness in players. Not not everybody has got it, but the, the likes of Harry Kane, when the pressure's on, he hadn't scored in six England games now. I think it might be something like yeah, that. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure yeah. one of our callers on Twitter would will, will remind us. But but ultimately, yeah, he, he was under a bit of pressure. And everybody's talking about his energy levels and this, that, and that. Well, I mean, where'd that come from? Maybe he had a, I don't know, maybe he had an energy drink, should we say, before the match. <laughs> because he was outstanding. Um, and, and and what impressed me, was just saying a fair, weren't we, lads? Like, what impressed me is that you could quite easily see that front three set up against West Ham uh, at the weekend on the base, not obviously that same front three, but the same style. Because you've got mm. pace in Mora and pace in Song. Do you know what I mean? Uh, let's take a short pause. As we said earlier, we'd love to hear from you this evening. 0208 7020 558 is the number to call. It's at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. On the back of this, we're going to be talking about Mr. Eric Dyer. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. This is Love Sport. Love Sport. Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. This is Love Sport Radio talking all things Spurs, but we're looking back at a majestic performance from the three Lions last night. And one of those Lions was uh, was Eric Dyer. What a tackle on Sergio Ramos. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm not... Uh, I've got nothing against Sergio Ramos. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's a, he's a fine gentleman, but I don't really like him. So, <laughs> he's got that habit, know, hasn't he, of upsetting people, Ramos? You know, I've, I've, I've never really liked him, never been a fan of his. And when then Eric Dyer w- uh, went in on with that challenge, I thought it was it was delightful. Mm. Genuinely it delightful. Was a, it, was a cla- it was a great challenge as well, wasn't it? There's no way it was a foul, there's Delectable. no way it was a booking. I said, I'm real. I said, how did he even get booked? Yeah. Oh, I, I just don't understand how anyone could deem that a foul. I, 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 I actually think it was a foul. I think really? it was just oh, we're in the Eric Dyer moment. Look, but I just think if you look at him, it was just he just looked like he could have really hurt him. But yeah, that's well. why we love him though, Tottenham. Yeah, you know, Dyer, yeah, well, for sure. Isn't he a player that still? I know with Spurs fans, he does split opinion. Oh, is he good enough? But mm. I'm hoping that challenge there and his performance and again obviously his performance the, the, the other week where he got his goal I'm really hoping this is now a change in Eric Dyer because he's one guy that I've never really felt comfortable to a degree criticising him because he's been one of Pochettino's own that he kind of brought him on his versatility in his Tottenham team I love and the only thing about Dyer is that we've always questioned is can he take his game to the next level is he is that is going to be his level now for the rest of his career or is there another step to see him go up um, but I'm really pleased for Dyer it was an absolutely cracking challenge for me not a chances for foul Jay's laughing over there but no I really hope this is the run for Eric Dyer that he needs now to kind of get his form back in the Tottenham squad yeah yeah I mean he 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 I think he has he's not consistent enough for me I think he has um occasional good games I think he's got to do it over a longer mm. period of time but yeah I mean it was a it was a good performance and as I said it was a it was the partnership between him and Winks yesterday in the middle that hopefully we can see going forward at Spurs was there anything you thought maybe um, that 
Dyer done well that you know I mean could you see marked improvement over the past few weeks because let's be fair you know he hasn't had the best start to the season I'm not sure if uh, talk of a transfer uh, I mean you're looking at me a bit funny Rick um, you know was it talk of a transfer in the summer because obviously he was linked you know with the move away I mean everyone knows that Manchester United bid yeah, £40 million pound for him um, was he looking away a, a maybe at the club what, what is it that's got in his head I think that uh, just on, on that side of things with the, with the move away, I, I don't think uh, that some Spurs fans might obviously disagree. Like, feel free to get in touch with the, with the show. But I, I don't want to see Eric Dyer leave the club. Uh, I just think he needs to eradicate some of them silly mistakes. And some of them, uh, some of them mistakes that he's, he's almost become prone to um, over, your, over the top of your head, for example, with the, with the Martial go last season at, at, at your mob uh, uh, up the road, Aaron. And, uh, you know, like little kind of um, dwindling on a ball in central midfield and then getting robbed of the ball and that sort of stuff. That didn't really happen yesterday. And, and I think he's, he, he, he was very quick um, in his passing. Whereas previously in the first few games for Tottenham, I don't know if you lads agree, oh, yes, it's Tom. been quite laboured and quite slow and quite kind of, oh, I don't, I'm not sure if I should pass this or not. And it's kind of like, hello, just yards, get on yeah. with it. But two or three yard passes that he seems to find struggle with. And you just thought, come on, Eric, we know you're better than that. We've seen this guy play some lovely balls, you know, through yeah. balls for Kane even and, and Deli Ali. He's got the ability there. But then when you go to see him to get to a point where he can't even string a two or three yard pass yeah. that's not the Eric Dyer we know and I, I take your point Aaron that maybe yeah in the summer his head may have been affected by a transfer but I think he knows how much Pochettino really does adore and rate him because very rarely can I remember a, a period with Poch where he's dropped him no. for a, a run of games he's he, always been one of his favourites where yeah. he always seems to okay he's fit you're going in the team he, he plays well for me when he's got somebody and, and Jamie mentioned it earlier and, and to be fair I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago as well with regards to Winks playing alongside him he plays better when somebody's alongside him that he can give the ball to him mm. relatively quickly yep. so so you know do I mention this guy in the same well I do yes yeah. so, Soko, we all had a guy at Sissoko when he first came to the club, and many fans still do, where he gets the ball and he passes it straight away. Uh, but but what he's in this side to do, and it's the same with Eric Dyer, is to win the ball back and then get on with it. That is yeah. what he's in the side to do. And where he struggles is when he's laboured, and actually when he passes it quickly and gets on with it and moves the ball on to somebody that can do something with it, i.e. Ross Barkley on one side or Harry Winks on the other for, for last night, for example... He done it really well, and I think mm. that's where he, he's in the he's in the team to break up play and 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 almost not be seen. If you know what I mean. Sam Allardyce has come out in the press this oh, week, yeah. uh, you know, talking <laughs> today, today, yeah. about how he reckons uh, Eric Dyer is as good as, if not better, than Sergio Busquets. I mean, look, yeah, <laughs> you know, he he is a man who's made some some you know vastly extreme statements in the past when it comes to football uh, Sam Allardyce but you know what, what do you make of that one talking about Eric Dyer comparing him to Sergio Busquets well for me Busquets can't speak Portuguese so and, and Eric <laughs> Dyer can and also speak English so maybe he does take that title I don't know what do you think Jamie no uh, no, I, I wouldn't obviously I think the problem is that he um it was just comparing the sort of job they do, and I think you know it's Busquets is on a different level to Dyer but um look he he's a guy that that's important to our side because of his versatility, the way he drops back and helps out in defence. Um, and he's also he's, he's going to be a key player for Kevin Pochettino because I think that Pochettino really does like this, uh, really does like Dyer, um, and he's really been a project that he's worked on ever since he's been at Spurs. So yeah, Dyer's a very important part for Spurs. I think. I, I think he. I think he could be 
like world class. I, I, I'll put that. I'm not saying he's Busquets, but I, I think he could be. Could be. It's always could be. Yeah, the, it, the, it is. It's the it potential, is, yeah. potential. And I do think we forget. I mean, uh, you know, he looks. He's a man mountain. He looks like a beast and all that sort of stuff. You know, he might look like he's 29. The, the guy's only young. He's only still like 23, Four, maybe 24. 24. 24. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that is a young guy still playing his trade. And bearing in mind when we purchased it, when we bought him, he was a centre back. Mm. Yeah. So he's had to convert and all mm. them sorts of things. He's still learning or. Pl- you know, learn his trade. So I think the irony is, and Jay said at the start of the show, to have Dyer and Winks in the midfield, the state of the replies on Twitter mm. when that team got announced, and you got fans of opposing clubs going, Dyer and Winks in the middle midfield, you must be crazy. And then Harry Kane having the irony that probably Kane's best performance this season has been for England, and the midfield partnership last night worked superbly. And now there's people out there, we're going to come on to it later in the show, saying, Is Deli Alley going to get back into this England team? Deli Alley. Deli Ali, yeah. how important he is for club and country, and there's people questioning if Deli gets back into the England team. I mean, on the performance of last night, though, wouldn't you go with that same midfield again? If you say if you're going to play with someone uh, playing a game on Saturday, maybe would you mm-hmm. not go with that same midfield trio again of of, of Wink, Star, and Barkley? It's a difficult one to argue, but Delhi for me always steps up in yep. big games. Are, you, are yep. we picking players on merit or who? who, no. who you know, are we picking players on form, on merit, on who you know their their dads were, on their names? What are we what are we doing? Well, I think it's very hard to leave a player of Delhi Ali out of a team no. if he's fully fit. If you watch Ali's game and how he plays, and you see his record in scoring mm. in big games, massive games where the pressure's on yep. you and you need a goal, Delhi always steps up. And I want to do want to come on to Delhi Ali. He's such a big player mm. for club and country that I think to start saying that, don't get me wrong, it was a great performance from two of Spurs' midfield lads, Dyron Winks, nothing to take away from them. But I don't think we should forget just how important Delhi Ali is mm. for both club and country. Yeah, we'll be talking uh, about Delhi Ali a little bit later on uh, in on the show. He'll be our man in, in regards to our player feature. He, player feature. He'll be our player feature this week. Uh, Shall I tell you something? Go for it. I love Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer loves me. (laughs) The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to one million pounds. Your news, your views, your voice. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. This is Love Sport. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to one million pounds. Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio with your Tottenham Hotspur fan show. We'll have team news ahead of uh, a couple of big games that we're focusing on tonight. Republic of Ireland taking on Wales in Dublin. And it's also France versus Germany oh, in the one, Nations League tonight. So we'll have some uh, team news. Hugo Lloris does start for France. That's the first bit of team news. I'll give you. It's a little little teaser for you. Just a little bit to tempt you in and bring you back a little bit later. As uh, as always, we are on Twitter at Love Sport Radio. They are at Last Word on Spurs. And we're talking other Spurs players on international duty Rick we've got a bit of a summary what we're looking at well I think we'll maybe start off with Victor Wanyamo's score for Kenya in their African Cup of Nations qualifier and obviously he scored did he Rick he scored yeah get him big Victor Back in the side. Picked up an injury. Be typical Tottenham, wouldn't it? On oh, yeah. <laughs> picked up an injury as, as well. As far as we're aware, that 
it doesn't seem like it's too bad and he will be available to play against West Ham but Lee obviously rightly mentioned during the break that on the back of Winks and Dyer's performance I don't think he'll be getting anywhere near that start not, 11 not against no. West Ham no, no way mm. part of the squad though which is good yeah, that's decent. Um, I just want to b- quickly bring up the Twiglet situation because Jamie is munching them yeah. big time here on, on the old Twiglets, just to let you know. Twiglet update. Just to let everyone know <laughs> on the Twiglets. Uh, let's talk Toby. Any any update on him with Belgium? Well, out of already he played, didn't he, um, on, on Friday in their 2-1 victory at home to Switzerland. And again, the whole situation with his contract was brought up in the pre-match press conference where he came out and said that he was 10 out of 10 happy at the football club. Yet, there is no news with regards to an extension. And again, mm. the rumours have come back up, Jay, with mm. regards to potentially Barcelona now showing an interest in Alderweireld. And let's be honest about it, if we don't get him down to a new contract, sign that is, then it's very hard to see how we're going to keep him. No, I think uh, I do think, unfortunately, he will go eventually. Um, yeah, I mean, he just, the way, the way he's been speaking, he just hasn't want to say commit. anything. Yeah, commit to anything. So, yeah, I think he's kind of angling for a move away. Um, yeah, and I think... Do you see him staying in the Premier League, going abroad? I think he'll go abroad. I think he will go abroad. I think, um, I'm not sure the likes of Manchester, he'd fit in at Manchester City. Um, they've got this pretty well stocked there. Um, Manchester United is a possibility, obviously looking for a central defender, but I think he'll end up at Barcelona, in my opinion. Looking for a few central defenders, not just one. Any will do. Any Maguire, will. Maguire suits you boys, doesn't he? I think. he he's a he's a good looking uh, prospect, isn't he, Harry Maguire? I mean, Harry Maguire next to Eric Bailly, I'd, I'd, I'd take any day, but yeah. United talk another day. Uh, Hyungmin Son, we love a bit of Sonny. I mean, I we mean, do. he's back with the international squad. Mm. Don't get me wrong; he's not really firing for Spurs, but he's gone back after that caper with his uh, his, his his national service. And he missed a penalty as well. He's come out and said he doesn't want to be taking penalties any longer for South Korea. And I presume that means for Tottenham, but it'll be behind mm. Kane anyway in the pecking order. And we've sort of also heard the news today that he will be excluded from the November friendlies, which is good news for Tottenham. So it looks like we're going to have Sonny now for a sustained period, which is, I think, what he needs. He's come back, hasn't really looked himself, and I think that's down to the amount of games he's featured in for South Korea. I think he's run himself to the ground. and. Is he excluded uh, from them two, uh, na- uh, yeah, the two national games because he missed yeah. a penalty? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Spurs have reached agreement with South Korea. That's the most important yeah. thing for us because, as we know with Son, and I think, Lee, you mentioned this before, that he has periods somewhere he's on fire and then goes quiet. And the good thing at the moment is for us that Mora has been brilliant so far this season. So we've been afforded to allow Sonny to be quiet, but we do need Son to come into his own towards this kind of Christmas period that we're going to be coming up to shortly because his goals are going to be vital if Mora picks up an injury or if Kane picks up an injury. This is where Son, we so rely on him to come into a bit of form. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, we're going to have an international update with some team news for you next year on Love Sport Radio. Did you know though that the England under twenty ones guess how many guess how many games are unbeaten in now? Thirty five qualifiers. Well, oh, I was going to say thirty five. I, I knew you were thirty five <laughs> qualifiers. They've beaten Scotland under twenty ones by two goals to nil. Cool uh, goals from Dowell and Nelson uh, sealing the victory for the under twenty ones. Josh Onama starting for the under twenty ones. Tonight he was substituted by Phil, with, with Phil Foden coming on instead. But good to see Onama involved there. He's kind of not gone off the boil somewhat. Forgot a man, isn't he? Bit of a Onuma. flying start. I mean, a couple of low moves, and it's like, yeah. Do you know what happened to Onama? He got an injury in pre-season, and I felt for him because I think at that time that was his opportunity where we had a couple of injuries in that pre-season to kind of maybe make his 
stamp and show Pochettino that he was ready to step up to the next level. And because he suffered an injury then, I don't you make a bit, Jay. I don't think there was any kind of way back for him after that pre-season. He's again off on loan. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, you look at the people that he's competing with, the likes of Sonny, Eric Lamella, um, Christian Dyer, Winks. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it was always very difficult for him to get into that sort of position. And, yeah, I, he's not, he's not. I don't think he's going to quite cut it at Spurs, unfortunately. He's never done it for me, I no. Europa League matches when he came on a couple of seasons ago, just, I, I didn't know. I, I tell you what it is for me with, with Onoma, and I feel, I feel for that a little bit. I actually don't know where he thinks, where his best position is. Mm. And I don't, you know, I don't think, you know, you're, you're nodding your heads and agreeing with me. You I know, so yeah. I, I I'm yeah. not sure, where, what, what is he? You know, and I, you know, is he attacking midfielder? Is he holding midfielder? Is he number eight? Is he, you know what I mean? Like, I don't sure he knows, so therefore he never he never seems to have an amazing game. When when he was on loan at Aston Villa, Brucey was playing him more of a, as a holding player, and by all accounts he was playing really well. So, but yeah, not for me. Not for you. Uh, we're going to have some team news for you on the back. There's plenty of uh, big, big international fixtures on tonight. Uh, Ireland versus Wales is a 7.45 kickoff in the Nations League, as is France versus Germany. Armenia have battered Macedonia tonight by four goals to nil. As of Kazakhstan, 4-0 winners over Andorra. France take on Germany. Norway, Bulgaria, Slovenia, Cyprus, Latvia, Georgia, Gibraltar, Liechtenstein. Gibraltar beat Armenia last week. Did you hear about that? That's a Their epic. first ever win. Brilliant. You've been to Gibraltar? I haven't actually. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we we'll get that on. Aaron. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's the size of like you know, Lambeth or something like that. <laughs> <Lambeth>. <laughs> it's, it's not big, but you know, it's actually quite nice. It's got a big mountain in the middle. Uh, Ukraine versus Czech Republic, the Rock of Gibraltar, like the Razors. And we've got some friendlies going on as well. It's a big one. Brazil taking on Argentina tonight, and the Belgium uh, taking on the Netherlands. Gazaniga stars, does he? Matt, Argentina. We'll, we'll have some team news for you next. Uh, early, Ooh, we don't another teaser. This is love sport. Just, uh, just to give heads up to our producer tonight, buddy. Uh, Ricky's just got, he's got some great tunes in here recently. You know what? Yeah. It since he's Aaron, you've come back. Tunes. Since you've come back as the yes, presenter, the I don't yeah. know if you've kind of upped the uh, up the critique, up the level. What but we're getting this music coming in from Paddy, who's been literally banging out the tunes the last couple of weeks. Up, big up to Paddy on Bigging that. Big up to Paddy, mate. On the ones and twos. On the ones oh. and twos. The DJ, DJ Paddy on the ones and twos. DJ Paddy on the ones and twos. Been fantastic. Lee's in the spirit. He's Lee's doing it for me, and he's again. doing it for you. Lee, Lee's <laughs> been flossing again. I mean, we just really don't need to see that. Oh, yeah, but yeah, at least it wasn't the naked floss. You know oh, I, mean? I was about to say, <laughs> but there was a very tight package somewhere. Let's just, uh, let's just put it like that. Uh, let's talk team news tonight, because the Republic of Ireland and uh, Wales meet in Dublin tonight, and uh, Ireland boss Martin O'Neill makes two changes from Saturday's goalless Nations League draw, with Denmark, Callum Robinson and Aidan O'Brien replace Shane Long and the injured Callum O'Dowda, with several important players such as Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey unavailable. Wales manager Ryan Giggs makes five changes from Thursday's 4-1 friendly defeat by Spain. Their first senior starts for Leeds teenage striker Tyler Roberts and 18-year-old Man City midfielder Matt Smith, who is on loan at 
United. They're also recalls to James Chester, David Brooks and Tom Lawrence. Ramsey misses out after his worth. Colleen gave birth to twins while Ethan Ampadu is injured. And Chris Gunn to Declan John and Sam Vokes dropped to the bench. Ireland line up with Randolph in goal. A bat line of Keo, Duffy and Long. Doherty and Christie are the wing backs. Although Brian, Arton, McLean in the midfield. Hendrick and Robinson uh, lead the line for the Irish. For Wales, it's Hennessy and goal. A back line of Roberts, Williams, Chester and Davis. Allen and Smith are the holders with Brooks, Wilson and Lawrence behind Tyler Roberts. Elsewhere and chaps, there is a big, big problem with Germany. They've failed to reach the World Cup knockout stages for the first time since 1938. A star player has retired citing racism and their bottom of their Nations League group. They take on France tonight. And it's a very, 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 very strong French lineup. They line up with Larissa and Gar, backline of Pavard, Varane, Kimpembe, and Hernandez. Two in midfield Pogba and Kante, Mbappe, Griezmann, and Matuidi behind Olivier Giroud. On the bench, Sacco, Lamar, Dembella, Digne, Nzonzi, Mandanda, and Dombele. Payet, remember him, Sidibe, Zuma, and Alphonse Ariola. For Germany, it's Neuer, Ginter, Sula, Hummels, and Schultz as a bat for Kera, Kimmich, Kroos, Nabry, and Werner, and Sane leading the line in attack. Some saying tonight that Joachim Lowe is under some serious pressure as Germany boss. There's also a friendly take in place, and uh, it has begun. And uh, guess who? Guess who's playing in Saudi Arabia? It's Brazil versus Argentina, all the way from the King Abdullah Sports City Stadium in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Maybe they're getting ready for the World Cup. Bit of heat, heat-based. Uh, uh, you know, some some playing some hot games weather, in heat. Hot, hot, hot weather. Tra- hot, I'm not going to yeah. say hot weather training. Hot weather playing. Um, <laughs> And there's four Premier League base players starting for Brazil tonight. Alisson, uh, Roberto Firmino, Man City Joe, Danilo and Gabriel Jesus are all in. Uh, Manchester United midfielder Fred, Tottenham winger Lucas Moura and Richarlison are all on the bench for Brazil. Brazil lining up with Alisson, Danilo, Marquinhos, Miranda, Felipe Luis, Arthur, Casemiro, Coutinho, Gabriel Jesus, Firmino and Neymar. Uh, Sergio Romero starts in goal for Argentini. Paola Diabala is up top. No Lionel Messi though Ooh, no Gazaniga Argentina no Gazaniga either uh, no Lamella oh no Lamella but that's good well, that's good I mean we? glad for me but Lamella I don't know what more he can do he has to do to justify a call up for Argentina yeah absolutely baffling Paulo Diabala has just gone close for Brazil Brazil nil Argentina nil uh, we'll be keeping you up to date with the scores I believe this is the last round of international fixtures there are a few American based ones tomorrow morning playing overnight we won't be here for those so we won't be doing them uh, but if you're gonna look if there's a game you're gonna be watching if there is a game you're gonna be watching it's gotta be group D one in the uh, in the nations Latvia versus Georgia nil Ooh, uh, 745 kickoff it's a, bit, it's um, a big scoreline we've got an update there well we've we got, we oh, got we'll update, 745 kickoff oh, yeah, that's a kicked off yet uh, we'll have that uh, Norway taking on Bulgaria Slovenia taking on Cyprus Gibraltar Liechtenstein Ukraine Czech Republic and of course we'll have major scale updates of the Republic of Ireland versus Wales it's going to be a big one our producer buddy is looking forward to it. we're just debating what to watch on our screens here are we watching Ireland 
Are we watching France? I'm, I'm, I'm in awe, Aaron, of the way that you've just gone through them entire Nations League fixtures, plus friendlies and named all the sides. Absolutely I thought it was, I thought it was taking Very part fun. in Tottenham Hotspur's transfer list for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced that's what it was. So says Daniel Levy. But what, have you, what have you made of this international break? I mean, the Nations League is, is a competition that everyone's talked about and gone, oh, they're glorified friendlies, aren't they? It's a very, very, very strange layout, the way it's laid out, the way it's played, the rewards you get. Jamie from Daily Hotspur, I wonder what you reckon. I'm actually a big fan of the Nations League. I kind of looked into it today, actually. I was doing a bit of research of what it's actually about because I think lots of people don't actually know what it's about. But I think it's a really good way of... Um, yeah, it's, I think it's just interesting because last night's game was so much more interesting than any other friendly you know we've seen for a long time you so. couldn't call that though James could you a friendly last night I mean no, we talked no. about Eric Dyer's challenges no, and the way that meant you could see the Spanish players at yeah, the end they wanted to get the equaliser there's no way that was a friendly as well so they, there is an extra edge to these games isn't there yeah well this is why, why not you know they're going to be exerting lots of energy and playing a friendly anyway so why not make it competitive and I think it's just it, it just makes it so much more interesting for fans um, you know and the players want to be representing their country and you know playing in a tournament sort of thing so yeah it's good I think it's a good idea I, I do as well sorry Aaron, yeah, I, no, I, I, no, just, no, I, just, I was just about to say no, I do as well and especially for international managers they don't get a lot of time with their with their squads with their players all that sort of stuff you know and, and you know for them to be able to get some time with their squads and put them together in competitive games I mean what would have been an alternative to this Nations League last season for example these international fixtures would have happened who'd we have been playing Latvia do you get what I mean? Macedonia like away. Midnight what, what, what? Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here he is. But th- that's, the f- that's the point, isn't it? So I think you make a brilliant point. And, you know, if we can start playing the Germanys and the Frances and the Spains regularly, that can only benefit us. Don't get me wrong, the Czech Republic, fi- uh, so the Czech Republic, Croatia fixture, in fact, wasn't great. Let's be fair. You know, uh, a nil-nil. It was a weird atmosphere, wasn't it? There was no one there. There was no atmosphere. No one there. The stadium seats were like painted so to make people look like they were there. Did anyone else think that? I couldn't really work it out. It was weird. Certainly. But, you know, the game against Spain last night, I mean, it brought back memories of the World Cup where we were actually genuinely excited to watch a national team every day we were talking about oh my god the world cup xyz and that's what people have been talking about today everywhere i've gone people are talking about how england mm. played last night it's good to get the country back involved and back on side with uh, uh national team football international football and and, and back supporting the, the boys can i just say I'm, I'm really pleased with gareth southgate i know aaron we've had a discussion before where you're not he's biggest fan no. Gareth Southgate but I think sometimes you have to give props to someone that is brave and you look at the squad he's picked there the amount of youngsters he's got and it reminds me so much we discussed this in the summer about Pochettino the way he really does kind of trust in youth and believes in youngsters and what they've done there Southgate with his coaching staff is that he's taken away the fear factor now of playing for England putting on the shirt because these players genuinely believe when they step out on that pitch when they're wearing that England jersey that they're good enough to play for the country and he's somehow like I said taken away that fear factor of you know the shirt weighing a ton to say Do you know what go out express yourselves and enjoy it Enjoy it. That's what it should be, football. That, that, football, you should be enjoying it. That word there, enjoying and enjoyment. And, you know, can you imagine that them players coming off that, um, off that pitch yesterday, mm. getting in a bus or the plane or whatever it is they're going to be, and they've been buzzing. Yep. You know, been, there would have been a sense of buzz around it. And what I love about it, there were so many squ- uh, Spurs players in the team or in and around the squad, and they'd be buzzing. What a fantastic result. And there uh, was no West Ham players involved at all. No, no West Ham players involved. But I'll tell you what, the anthems are being sung oh. right now. 
now. Paddy behind us. Oh, Paddy. Look, Paddy's, Paddy's gone full, full on, you know, he's, he's... Hand on the heart. Hand on heart. I can see a tear. <laughs> just a tear, tear come from somewhere. It's Wales versus the Republic of Ireland. They've not even gone behind yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's that's, already got the tears out. Nice. That's, but, that's really not very Sorry, nice. Paddy. Can we just mention Hugo Lloris? Because he is playing tonight, but just want to rewind a little bit back to, I think, Friday night where he made... Mm. Um, Jamie's correcting me on this. A qu- uh, Sorry, a triple yeah. save, Jamie? No, it was four, it was four saves. You're saying four yeah, saves. Four, are, so yeah, it's it a, a quad. quadruple yeah. save from Hugo Lloris, who, let's be honest about it, for Spurs this season hasn't hit his heights. Pardon the pun. Obviously, we're, what's going on is obviously <laughs> the issues off the pitch in terms of the drink driving. Yeah. But let's hope that Friday was the start of Hugo reclaiming his Get him form. back to his best. Back to his best, yeah. I, know, I, I, I do know he... he Polarises opinion at times, Hugo Lloris, but the, the, the polarising opinion thing. I was just about to address that. So, sorry, Rick, to, to interrupt you, but you know, Hugo Lloris's shot stopping has never, ever, ever mm. been in question. He is world class mm. when it comes to that. It's sometimes his decision making, it, and most of the time, his distribution. Yeah. that's where people, you know, have a go at him or have a pop at him or whatever. But I mean, if, you, if, if any of the Spurs fans have seen how we produce him, says the other day, Incredible. it was absolutely world class, and that's why he's. Oh, by the way the world champion there you go he is a world cup winning goalkeeper uh they are ready at the aviva stadium in ireland we'll have updates of the republic of ireland versus wales coming for you next on love sport radio plus france versus germany and all the other games tonight quarter to eight though and we'll be back with your tweets next had a tweet in don't forget you can get them in at love sport radio and at last word on spurs from chris brown at chris brown 1882 um I presume it's like chris brown is in the singer oh of course yeah. oh, oh he listens we know he big, listens big big spurs fan big fan of the show he's asked chaps should spurs sell dembele in january or let him go for free next summer i think the question is if we're going to sell dembele who we're going to be bringing in as an alternative, because at the moment you'd argue that, okay, we saw Winks and Dyer play superbly at the weekend, mm. uh, at the weekend uh, last night for England, and at the weekend before for Tottenham. But my biggest issue for me is that Dembele is still a key player to the squad. Yeah. And the only way you're going to let Dembele go is if you're going to bring someone in that is going to be adequate enough to replace him. Like uh, the player that I think is unbelievable is that, is it Dembele? Dembele. Yeah, he's on the bench. On the bench for France tonight. I mean, go and watch him play. God, I know people think Dembele is great at times the way he can shackle players off the ball. This guy's on another level. It's I, like watching Dembele yeah. but times ten. I've got oh. a question for you, chaps. Would you take Aaron Ramsey on a free next time? <laughs> yes, 100%. I would, yeah. Getting back for, get, get, getting back for Sol Campbell is perfect. Yeah, totally. Revenge, revenge transfer. And, he is a, and it, to be fair, he is a, he is a very good player you know his goal against Fulham was quality so how much 100%. would it wind them up but how much would they wind them up so if you were to lose Dembele oh. but, but gain Ramsey Lee, Lee you're a bit quiet in, in, down the middle uh, no, I, I just I just can't ever see that happening I don't think that no. um, I don't think that happened based on his wage demands and that sort of stuff but you know if you're asking me hypothetically of course would I take him I would I've got no I've got absolute same as a lad so bring him in let's say uh, yeah I remember Sol Campbell off you go boys so I'm happy <laughs> with that just come back to Chris Brown's question personally I would not sell Dembele until the summer I would let him go on a free almost like a thanks very much as long as he goes 
goes to China or something like that, goes and gets a big payday if we're not going to get anything for him. I think we spent £15 million on Dembele when we bought him from Fulham. I don't know how long ago it was. I would guess maybe six 20, seasons. 2012, I think, yeah, right. Oh, okay, yeah, so he's so. probably about right. So six yeah. seasons ago, he's had a phenomenal career with us. Mm. And I love the fella. Um, so I would say, look, we'll keep him, we'll keep him on. And, and if he goes on a free, he goes on a free. I love them, Billy. But my only argument with him has been that there's not been enough goals to his game. No, I think that no. would be, if you analyse where he's maybe his career's taken a bit of a low point is that as great as he's been on the ball at times and he has you know we saw I think last season that period where he dominated four or five games in a row the big big games it's just his lack of goals has been his only frustration for me as a Spurs fan and what's quite ironic is that this guy started off as a striker yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He do, he doesn't score that that, that many no. goals. To be fair, just just coming back onto Twitter just quickly again, we've got another uh, mention. Must mention happy birthday uh, to uh, Kev Green at Kev underscore G one. Happy birthday, Kev Green, uh, from all of us here at uh, um, Love Sport, and of course, last word on Spurs. Hope you're having a lovely time listening to us, and uh, yeah, go and uh, go and get yourself a bit of cake. Yeah, happy birthday, pal. Um, with Moussa Dembele, does he not deserve uh, another uh, one of those one years? You know, just no, another no, one. No, uh, you, you're not in for that, Jamie. No, no I, I honestly, I wouldn't be. Is he I'll, not a good influence to have around the place? Well, I think, I think he's, uh, I think he, um, he's be useful in the squad. It's just mm. about getting, it's about getting in the replacement. I think if, I think it would be sensible to let him go for a fr- uh, on a free in the summer. But if we can get money for him in January and we can get a replacement in, then then I'd let, him, you know, I'd be happy to see him go. I think, in all honesty, Aaron, I don't think Dembele is that. Mindset at the moment that he no. wants to commit to Tottenham. I think he sees China, and who can blame him? As a big payday for him, opportunity to go in there and to be fair, we'll go out of China. He'll probably be to become one of the best players automatically the moment he moves over to that league. So I think, yeah, chance for him to get a payday. He's already said that you know he can't see himself playing for another Premier League club. That Spurs is his only Premier League club. We've heard that before from other players, but yeah, I think best thing for Dembele to do is move on and hopefully get in a. Top top replacement. I, I don't think he wants a one year. I think that's no. been the issue, isn't it? He? he wanted a longer term contract than that, didn't he? Anyway, yeah. Yeah. so um, I slightly disagree with that. I, I think if he was to accept a one year, I'd have I'd have one. I, I think he, he is on his days outstanding. But we, we, how old is he? Twenty nine? Oh no, he's thirty one. Oh, he's thirty one. Okay. So. But then we did sign Lorente in his thirties. Well, that's turned out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get any games, does he? No, he doesn't, but Lorente w- must have known when he joined the club that he was, we had this discussion the other week, that uh, he was brought in for the games where Harry Kane wouldn't play, as we said, the League Cup games, maybe some of the FA Cup games, the games where Kane needed a rest, he hasn't come in and done enough, that's just the honest truth. It's always hard that, as we know, it's always hard finding that second striker, but we've th- been here before, we'll try it again, I'm sure we'll try it again in January probably. The things with Lorente, and um, I-, I just looked for the tweet, but uh, we had a tweet on it uh, last week, and they talked about... Um, you know like the whole Lorente piece, but you know when he comes on the pitch, we don't change the way we play. So there's you've got one half, which is your belief in your team and what mm. you do, and so on and so forth. And if that's the case, which most of the time it is, great. Then don't buy Lorente because he doesn't fit into that. Yeah. Or if you're going to buy Lorente, which we did, and then you bring him on as a plan B, then play a plan you got, B. You got you've got to, to put him, crosses yeah, in. Yeah. You've got you've got one of the best crosses of the ball in, in Kieran Trippier. And every time Lorente comes on the pitch for the last 10-15 minutes. We still go short. It doesn't make sense. 
Well, it's the problem. You stick him up front with Kane, and then you've got two very similar players that want to try and hold it up and look for a pass. So you've got two similar players on the pitch. I, so think a lot, uh, I, I agree. I think, but I think a lot of people forget in the Real Madrid game away, they both started against Real Madrid in the, in the um, Bernabeu. Lorente and Kane, and they were brilliant. I don't think they started, but they come on and he played well. Yeah, he did. But he, he played really well, Lorente, that game. Yeah. There's been games that Lorente seems got a hat-trick in the cup. There's games where he's played well, but the, the problem with Lorente is that he's Rochdale. never been over... Yeah, Rochdale. He's never been over a sustained period. And you made a great point, Lee, that yeah, there's the argument that he's not had enough games to prove himself. I get that. But the problem with Tottenham is, because how good Kane is, mm. it's almost a case that if you want to be that backup striker to Kane you have to come in and always perform which is such a challenge we know it is I mean look we know, we know he can find the, ba- the back of the net Lorenzo but it's a question of can he perform at that top level and, and at the top table where Spurs are aiming to be can I be honest with you I take back I know people saw, I'd still take Jermaine Defoe back I still have Defoe on the bench I know people might be a bit disagreeing to that I'd still have Defoe mm. yeah yeah Sorry, I would, I would. Sorry. I think he's something different, so yeah, I'll take him. <laughs> I feel like Lee's kind of saying to me now that, that that's been and gone. That Robbie no, Keane. I, th- I think, I think it has been. I think <laughs> to be honest, I think to be honest, that has been and gone a little bit. I, I, I love the uh, Jermaine Defoe like it. Every other Spurs fan, um, and would he come in and do a job? M- maybe, but you know what? He's not even getting the Bournemouth side. Like he's not even getting off the bench. But that, the that's because they changed. I I think they're regretting buying him. I think they're reg- not buying him, signing him, because they've changed the way they play so much. They're just about sheer pace now. You look at the way they attack. They've signed David Brooks from Sheffield United, who's a mm. quality, pacey attacking midfielder. Someone I think, by the way, in the future will do very, very well at Spurs. I think top, top draw. Mm. But you know, they've got him. They've got Fraser, Callum Wilson, Josh King. They bring on Stanislas off the Some bench. They side. just yeah. fly forward, and the foe just won't settle in that side. When you've got Wilson, who's a big old brute, and he's pacey. Oh, we just gone close against Wales. We all just kind of held our yeah. breath for a second there. Paddy was, Paddy was holding his breath, I tell you. Great opportunity uh, for Ireland there. And uh, pa- I, I was hoping Paddy would come in and give us a bit of a, a mini match report as to who that was with the opportunity. Uh, is he going to? Yeah, he is. Paddy, talk to us, pal. It was, uh, sorry, no, you can hear me. Cyrus Christie just down from the, in from the left-hand side. He tried to kind of curl it into the bottom right corner, but who was down to save it? Only Hennessy. The uh, Hen. Very disappointing. The Hen, as they call him <laughs> on the, the panel show. The uh, they call him the Hen. Cyrus Christie of Fulham, of course, playing at left wing back. The man for, who's in uh, for criticism a lot this Well, season. yeah, he's playing left wing back tonight as well, yeah. because he's usually a right back. Yeah. Uh, but he's playing left wing back because Matt Doherty, you can't really drop him from right back, can you? Uh, he is uh, his top draw. But yeah, Ireland nil, Wales nil. Now, uh, did you know that Yabba Kankava has put Georgia 1-0 up Do you away know what? at Latvia? Do you know what? I, I didn't know that. There you go. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, uh, now. Else, <laughs> elsewhere, elsewhere, and uh, Belgium are 1-0 up on the Netherlands. Drissa Mertens grabbing the goal. We'll have more scores and uh, well, plenty more from the Nations League. And talking all things Spurs after your 8 o'clock news. Lee McQueen absolutely cane in the buffet in here tonight. It's Ireland <laughs> nil, Wales nil in the UEFA Nations League. We're going to speak, uh, be talking about Delhi Ali next. He's our player feature. Plus, uh, we're talking about the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust. They've had a chat with Daniel Levy this week. We're going to be uh, getting a bit more of an insight into that. Plus, previewing the game against West Ham United. This is Love Sport Radio. Approaching 8 o'clock, here's your news. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport. 
they dare to do. And the Lily Whites are going to score on you. They're no angels, but this season Harry and the boys are going for gold. From White Hart Lane to Wembley, Spurs will always be North London's finest. It's the Tottenham Hotspurs Fans Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Genuinely, it's worth having a video camera or some form of webcam just to watch Lima Queen dancing on a Tuesday evening. If you've got nothing better to do, if you're not a fan of reality TV, and if you like watching men, because you're past 40. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I am actually. It's, it's, it's real rubbish you brought that if up. You, if you enjoy the over 40s dancing, then I'll tell you that. The over 40s, you look very, very good. Hang on a minute, Twitch is going mad there. I'm getting loads of unfollows all of a sudden because you've just uh, put my age out live on air. <laughs> then do tune in to us every Tuesday evening. This is Love Sport Radio with your Tottenham Hotspur fan show. Big goal in the Nations League tonight. Gibraltar nil, Liechtenstein won. Dennis Salanovic with the goal. It's big. Great finish. It's big. Uh, by the way, just uh, in case anyone... Um, I was just about to say, that track just sounds like he's fed up, just going, Wembley, Wembley. That's like us this season. He's he's had like a bit of a prophecy to say, like, you know what, they're going to move into their ground in however many years' time, (laughs) and they're going to be fed up going to Wembley. Uh, But yeah, hopefully we're going to be re-releasing that track with our own little version, you know, it'll be be quite nice. We've got a Christmas track planned, apparently. Yeah. um, That'd be great. I mean, it's going to be... We're going to dress you up as Father Christmas, Aaron. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be epic, mate. Sounds I'm going to be dancing around like an elf. You're going to be one of the elves? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. We're just wondering when we'll get Jace back, if he'll sur- if he's going to come back. <laughs> Jace, are you there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's loving it in Thailand. He, 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 is, he is absolutely loving it in Not Thailand. Uh, yeah, this is Last Spot Radio with your Tottenham Hotspur fan show. Ireland nil, Wales nil in the UEFA Nations League. 17, nearly 18 minutes gone at the Aviva Stadium. Ireland have gone close, forcing Wayne Hennessy into a Fabulous save down to his left. Chaps, let's go for our player focus feature. And we're talking about Bami Delhi Ali. Bami Delhi Jermaine Ali. Bami Jermaine. Is that the full name, Aaron? That's his name, Bami Delhi. On his passport. Jermaine yeah. wow, that is, Ali. That's incredible. I mean, I'm very good with full names. You are very good. Thank you. Do you know what my full name is? Lee Malcolm McQueen. Malcolm. Oh, yeah. Baby. Big Malk. Big Malk. That's they call good. me Malk. That's a good True story, though. Is your real name Richard? No, it's not. Oh, uh, Rick. Ricky. I was getting a lot. No, it's, it's Ricky. I call him Richard sometimes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> evening, Richard. <laughs> I'm too polite to correct him. <laughs> he is, bless him, I love him. Um, just on Delhi, though, so I think the big discussion is on the back of that performance for England last night is, is Delhi going to get back into the England squad? Or, sorry, into the first team. Okay, forget the squad. It will make the squad, of course. But, Jamie, mm. should we throw it over to you? What do you think? Would you put Delhi back in? Yes, definitely. I think the the role that he does is very under can be very underappreciated sometimes. I think one thing that is so important about Delhi's game and why Pochettino loves him and will never drop him, because there's a lot of Spurs fans that are saying, look, 
Delhi's not doing a lot at the moment. We need to drop him, you know, because he's not getting goals mm. and assists. But the work that he does off the ball is very Spot underrated. Oh, I totally agree. And it, it, his pressing is just it's so effective. And I think uh, for me, he'd replace. I'd say Rashford out the lineup. It's difficult. It's difficult mm. who you'd say he'd drop. But yeah, oh, for me, he's get he'd get back. In the where lineup. does he fit into this England lineup? Where does he? Where's his long-term favoured position for Spurs? What, what are we talking about over the next few years? How are we expected to see Deli Ali grow? For me, he's a central attacking mid. That's what I predominantly see Deli Deli Ali as. You know, he bombs forward. He's got a great relationship with Harry Kane. You know, I would love to see the stats. I'm sure there's great stats out there with his partnership with Kane. Just how many goals that produces because them two they just seem to know each other's game so well and for Delhi, I said it before we were coming onto the subject that he scores in big games mm. always in big games and that shouldn't ever be forgotten as well he always steps up always rises to the occasion and for me he has to be in that England first team yeah, on his best position as well. I think one thing that's so effective about Delhi is his late runs into the box, and that's how he scores so many of his goals. So I think for me, number ten is his position. It, it is kind of Lampard-esque, isn't it? Mm. Are we are we bold enough to say that? I, I mean, took, took, he's he's broken yeah. all of the the Premier League record stats at the player of his age in terms of beating um, uh, goals and assists for, from Steven Gerrard, from Frank Lampard, from the same age groups when when they were coming through. Um, so for me, it is that kind of you know that late runs into the box he's, he is uh, and I think for me Jamie you nailed it completely when you go and watch Deli Alley live you know if you know people listeners if, if, if you haven't ever seen Deli Alley live and I'm sure most of you have but if you haven't seen him live go watch him even if it's in like you know the kind of an away game at MK Dons or whatever we were playing in the Carabao Cup go and watch him it's worth the, the ticket money because you just watch him do like player watch and the work that he does is outstanding absolutely outstanding which I agree he's un- that's why Pochino doesn't drop him having said that from an England perspective I'm slightly different to what you guys are saying because I think that Given what we saw last night and given the achievement of going away, beating Spain for the first time, blah, 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 away from home, I personally, if I was if I was Gareth Southgate, would give that team another go. It's interesting. I mean, it's very hard to sit here and have an argument with Lee on that one because they have just got to beat in a Spanish side that were, what, unbeaten in 38 well, he's, he's, he's got an injury as well, isn't he? It's a muscle injury, so, you know, you want to you know, kind of bring him back in Managing. slowly mm. rather than kind of just find him straight back yeah. in there if you're asking me if Deli Ali's fit for the weekend or if you pass fitness test would I put him straight back in the Spurs squad 100% like he would start mm. but again uh, you, you know I was quite vocal last year um, lads on the pod as well about you know when there's a winning team keep that together yeah, and yeah. you know we talked about it, didn't we the City game Juventus game the United game the Arsenal game I think it was all coming up quite quick and That's we right. were winning and it was kind of like keep that team together even though we knew Dembele couldn't play three or four times on the trot but he was doing so well that you kind of had to keep him there and that's I don't know that's kind of my view I think Mm. I just think it shouldn't ever be forgotten about Delhi that as I said he scores in big games for Tottenham always is the man that you look to and I just wonder with Delhi in his mind for the future where he sees himself and where he sees himself what I mean by that that, and that's always been my thing I look at him Lee (laughs) and I always think What's his ambition? Yeah. Can Tottenham fulfil his ambition as a player? What, what do you think on that? 
I'm not, I think we can fulfil the, the, the. It actually riles me when when people say that about. Oh, can the club fulfil the ambition a little bit? Maybe again because I'm too optimistic and I'm Mister like kind of you know maybe I'm a bit naive to be fair. But but so it's not an ambition thing. I think we can fulfil his ambition, but we will never be Real Madrid. So if that's the same thing, mm. I, I can see Kane staying at Spurs yep. for for the rest of his career. I, I can see that. I couldn't see that with Delhi. Can you get? I mean, like you know, obviously we we get drawn back to this comparison of uh, well, not comparison, but people look to to contrast the situations of of Kane and Ali and and look at who is going to move where and everyone tries to you know prophesize it and predict it and whatnot. If you're asking my opinion, I can see Harry Kane uh, as a Real Madrid player rather than Delhi Ali. I think that they they love going for that finish cycle, especially with goal scorers, uh, with with forwards. I can see him being a Real Madrid player with Delhi Ali though sometimes you just wonder if he's and, and you know you I can't see him being a Real Madrid player but you wonder if his game would be even better in, in a slower league that, like, that's, like Spain. that's what I kind of think I think that the type of player Deli Alli is he loves a trick and a flick and he loves to be mm. the kind of bit of a showman like Kane's right. not the showman Kane's the guy that gets the job done yeah. you know but but Deli Alli has got a bit of that showman about him do you not agree I agree like, completely and, 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 and you know that, that yeah. kind of flamboyance allows him to kind of go look at me I'm the Real Madrid player rather than mm. you know you know <laughs> he wants to be the main man Danilo. he he likes being the main man where for me Kane is he, I think Kane's more of a team player he is more of a team mm. although he loves scoring and don't get me wrong, I don't mean anything disrespectful against Delhi, but I just think his ambition, I just think it's, I hate to say this, I'm Tottenham, I love Tottenham. I don't think he sees himself higher than what Tottenham I don't, I'd not, I don't think that be. recently, though, Jamie. Do you, I, you know, the guy's really young. He's still one of the youngest mm. in here, along with Harry, mm. Harry Winks we're talking about. But Deli Alli's still only 21. Well, I think, obviously, he, the argument is that with him changing his agent, yeah. there's been that argument that he may go for Mino Raiola, maybe in the future. You just think, if you're going to get an agent like that, that's not to negotiate your new contract at Tottenham, yeah. that's probably most likely to take you on to a Barcelona, to a Real Madrid, which I don't want to see happen. If it was me as a, as a Spurs fan that I am and love the club I want to see Delhi here for the rest of his career but I'm just only being realistic to bracing ourselves what's probably going to come with Delhi. Mm. Yeah, certainly. Uh, did I mention that Germany are a goal to the good in France? Uh, Tony Crow's penalty Ooh. has put uh, Germany ahead. I, I forgot they've got a really funny name for their for their German national football team. You know that? Uh, Die Mannschaft, I think it mm. is. Yeah, Die Mannschaft, yeah. Mm. Shouldn't have that. You're not a fan of... Not a fan. What do you make, Jay? Just quicker than thought on Delhi. As to summarise, what do you think? Do you think we can keep him? No, no, uh, long term. No, I, don't. I think he will eventually move on. But he's young, so I think we've we've still got a lot of years with him. And I think you know, working under someone like Pochettino is going to be important. I think he's got a very, very good relationship with Pochettino. I think he is, in Pochettino's eyes, probably close to being the main man at Spurs. Mm. So I think he will stay for a couple of years. But honestly, in my opinion, I think he will be gone in a few years' time. There you have it. Uh, we'll be back on the other side talking all things Tottenham Hotspur supporters. Trust plenty to talk about. And uh, well, well, courtesy of our friends Kat and Martin. So yeah, we're going to be speaking about the Supporters Trust next on Love Sport. This is Love Sport. The fans show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures.
Belgium won, Netherlands won. Arnold Grunewald has got the goal <laughs> for the Netherlands. Toby mistake. Da, 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 da. Arnold Grunewald. Let's talk about the Tottenham Hotspur supporters trust because Spurs chairman Daniel Levy sat down with uh, the trust this week and talked about the club's lack of transfer activity over the summer and it will he also mentioned, uh, uh, well, he talked stadium, he talked transfers, he talked all sorts. Rick, um, I mean, look, I, d- I don't want to go into sort of the crux <laughs> of it because it's, you, it, it, it's your thing, you know, and I, I want to, I want you to, to, to tell me what it is from your point of view. But le- you know, Levy talked about not signing players mm. just for the sake of signing players. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been saying that for weeks on it. Yeah, Lee, you've been a kind of key advocate that that's what Pochettino was going to be of the mindset of that he's not going to sign anyone for the sake of it. Yeah, and I think you know, j- just picking up on that point, I, I totally agree. Like we we talked about this last week, uh, and myself and Aaron t- talked quite um, uh, heatedly about you know uh, a Sissoko situation, and I think that that is the point that he's making there. What is the point of going to spend thirty million on a player that is not going to be good enough mm. just because? Premier League history suggests that you have to sign players. And actually, he Daniel Levy would not have come out and said that if it was his and the board's decision not to sign. He made it pretty clear in that statement that there was funds available and Miss, uh, Mauricio Pochettino didn't feel like it was worth signing a player for the... For the Excuse me for the sake of signing a player. Mm-hmm. So it was a joint effort between the manager and the board, and the club is one. And for me, that is very, very positive. I mean, he's also come out, Jamie, and said that the stadium won't directly impact on the transfer policy. And he says there is a certain amount earmarked for transfers. And I think mm. obviously the, the main question is going to be well, if there's a certain amount earmarked for transfers, then we're led to believe he's kind of landed it on Pochettino's head that he didn't want to spend the money. Well, I mean, look, this, that's kind of Pochettino's philosophy. He doesn't He wants to bring through players. He wants to develop players. He's such a fantastic coach. So he's trying to... I think he's trying to work with what he's got. But it's it's just interesting because... I don't know. I just feel as though... You know, he feels that we're, we're, we, we can cope with what we have. But can we? Because I think no, we... I, just, yeah. I still think there is depth missing in our squad. But, but again, uh, again, but that's our opinion. And, and that's totally cool. And... Mm. All of the fans have got opinions, and I've said on the uh, weeks and weeks and on the pod as well, everybody's got an opinion. I'm never saying anything about that. But if the manager is saying, and the chairman is saying, as a group, we think we've got players come back from injuries, we've got Harry Winks, who we've just bigged up for the last two weeks, by the way, and he was brilliant <laughs> last night as well. He's coming back in from injury to give Dembele bits of rest so he can get back in the side. You've got Wanyama, who scored, captained his country and scored internationally, although he went off injured. He's coming back from injury. You, you look at the squad depth, I, I, I know we've got Moore, who's like a new signing anyway. Do you see what I mean? So, like li- This season. So all of these things, you've got um, Son that we've missed now he's coming back so if the I suppose the point I'm trying to make is if the club as a togetherness because the media will have you believe and Twitter will definitely have you believe that there's a big knife between Pochettino and Levy and clearly that's not the case you know the reality is they're together and they've decided that you know what I don't want to waste the club's money I'd rather keep it in there maybe maybe I'd develop Parrot or maybe I'd develop some uh, uh, some of the younger players coming through like like Parrot who's who, yeah I mean he's, he's probably got a couple of years away from, from, mm. from that Jamie don't you think but I would rather have somebody like that sitting on the bench 
and coming on to replace Kane than trying to get in somebody that's going to sit there and get paid 100 grand a week or 80 grand a week and never come on. But he hasn't really been... He hasn't. I just haven't seen that, though. I haven't seen him try to bring through young players. I think a lot is made about him bringing through youth players, but it's been quite a while since I think a young player has actually mm. come when through. When we look at him now at the moment, on you say on his radar coming up, mm. you've got Skip... What? You got Georgiou. You yep. mean these players that are kind of at the moment on the radar haven't come through just yet, but mm. are kind of on these kind of yeah. this next now next barrage of players that might be coming through. But I just don't think he yeah. does it enough because you you look and he keeps on playing Lorente when there's you know there's other there are other young players mm. in the mm. academy. Yeah, and it's just disappointing to see that we continue to go with someone like Lorente when there are other people in the youth ranks that mm. want to have that chance. And I just don't I don't know why he doesn't do it. It's a, yeah, yeah. I, again, again. <laughs> It's difficult because we're not Mauricio Pochettino, but he clearly has his beliefs. I said on there a couple of weeks ago with you guys, you know, he's got his beliefs and he will stick to his beliefs. And, and I'm still absolutely convinced, it's my opinion, I'm afraid, listeners, but I'm absolutely convinced when he came out at the last end of last season and talked about these is the time to be brave, this is where we need to hold strong, he wasn't talking about going to spend 300 million. He was talking about we're going to go with what we've got, we're going to be brave because we're good enough. And that sends an amazing message down to the rest of the squad for the skips for the parrots for the um the younger players coming through the, uh, amos's or amos, what amos. Is it? Oh, yeah, there you go, Rick. <laughs> uh, because ultimately let's let's just quickly paint the picture right we all work we all work in different types of environments if your boss turns around to you and says oh jamie ricky you're amazing really really good next time there's a promotion on i'll, I'll give it to you and then two weeks later they bring in somebody above your head how do you feel Mm, not right? and this is the it. reality of the scenario and it is slightly different in, in sport and in football and so on and so forth but when you take out the emotion of it from a business point of view and football is a business right first of all it is when you take the emotion out of it that is a is actually a really good decision that they've made for the club I think I oh, I, I got to slightly disagree. I think you are you did make the point that it's slightly different in sport, but I think bringing in new places just freshens up, freshens mm-hmm. it up, and kind of motivates everyone to you know I need to raise my game, otherwise this guy's going to try and take my place. Yeah, I, I, think, I don't don't disagree with that. Actually, yeah. you, you, that yeah. is a good point. I think it is a balance, I suppose. I, I will be amazed if we get to January. <laughs> And we aren't looking at players. Only just to kind of have an eye out of what could improve the squad. Because where we sit in January, I think, will be the key to where we're going to see maybe us go, I think. Because if we're on, you know, potentially, you know, top four and we're not looking up, we're going to get it. Mm. Then there might be a case where, yeah, we might have to improve the squad. Do do you think, lads, uh, sorry, do you you think, lads, that based on the Aston Villa situation... Grealish is still on in January? Well, let's have a chat after the break. Yeah, let's have a, a short pause after the break. Ruven is waiting to talk to us. We'll come back and we'll uh, we'll bring you on. Part 0208 70 20 558. Get involved in this debate. It's an interesting one. Should Spurs be looking ahead to January? And is Jack Grealish still a target? This is Love Sport. This is Love Sport. Love Sport. With 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Yeah, time to head to the lines and talk to Ruven in Croydon. Evening, Ruven. Hi, guys. Um, uh, great show, as always. Cheers, um, Ruben. I just Cheers, wanted to ask the question. Uh, you, got, you guys were talking about young players and that. What do you think is going to be the situation of Marcus Edwards? You know, he, he, this was the guy that Poch mentioned as the mini Messi and we had lots of hopes for him and his career seems to have stalled over the last couple of years now he's a, he's, a, he's over in Holland with Excelsior and I, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on with him over there how well he's doing but do you think you know 
he can still be this player that that Pochettino expected him to be, or is this a, is this an attitude thing on 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 his part where he's believing all the hype? Um, and also, the, I, I was reading about Nathan Ake, the um, mm. Bournemouth player. Would mm. you see him as a good recruit for Tottenham? Um, well, I mean, on Marcus Edwards, I think he, he's done a very good. He's doing a. I've heard that he's done a good job in uh, over in Holland, so that's promising. But. I just don't. I don't think he'll cut it at Spurs. Unfortunately, I just. I don't. I think he's not quite got the attitude. I think the ship has sailed to some degree, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. I'd say that that's the case with Marcus Edwards. It's a real shame because he was one of our real top prospects of the club. But yeah, as I said, I think that ship sailed. But um, also on Nathan Ake, that would be a top top signing for us. But you're looking that you're looking to replace Toby Alderweireld's, and is is Nathan Ake a player that you want to be getting in to replace? play like Toby Alderweireld I'd want someone much bigger than um, Ake yeah I, I tend to agree I mean just on the uh, Edwards situation I, 100% is an attitude thing 100% he, he got farmed out to I think it was Norwich Norwich and it was that's right, yeah. so and, many and, yeah, and like they days, wouldn't there was major days the, he, the boss they said they had him back they yeah. had him back yeah. mm-hmm. so, so Potticino because of his beliefs and the way he is with his players and the way he is with um, you know the, the, the right attitude and the right behaviours and you know that type of stuff players will get dropped on the basis that it don't matter how good they are, if they haven't got it right up up, up top, if you like, in terms of their attitude or their commitment, then he then he farm them out. I, I, I hope, slightly disagree with Jamie, I hope that he can sort himself out and come back because there's no doubt, Raven, that he is a quality talent, but I, I do think it is an attitude thing. Mm. Can I just say, Raven, to you, just on the Ake link... I'm the same as Jamie, that I'm a little bit concerned that if this is a guy that we're looking at to bring in as a direct replacement for Toby Alderweireld, as well as he's done so far, this guy is still a young, young player. And me and Jay actually were speaking off-air before we came into the studio. We both said, if you're going to look to replace Toby Alderweireld, the guy you want to try and look to replace him is would be, you know, a delit. The guy that's played yes, with Sanchez yes, for a season. I think, Jay, you said he got to the Wait, Europa they League got final. The, that was the partnership yeah. that got him to the Europa League final. Yeah, they, so, they know each yeah, other well. Exactly. I think anyone who sees compilations, I know we shouldn't go too mad on compilations because Lee said in the break as well, you've got to remember what Sissoko's compilation might have looked like before <laughs> he came to Tottenham. But Delit looks like a fine player, fine prospect, played with Sanchez before, which would be great for Tottenham. And I think if we're looking to bring in a replacement for our old I think... Delit should be the man we're after, but the thing with Ake is, which is a bonus for Tottenham, is he does tick that homegrown box mm. as such. Ravan, yeah. what did you think of Winks uh, last night in in an English? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I I thought it was a it was a fantastic performance, and him and you know himself and Deer in the centre of midfield, mm. you know, um, played well. But I'm not going to get I'm not going to get myself too worked up about it because you know we've seen these. Um, you know, oh, this is it for England kind of things before when, when you know, when we beat Germany. In fact, when yeah. we beat Germany 3-2 under Hodgson and also when we beat Germany under under um, Svenjör and Eriksson. Um, I'm just hoping that now, I think as you mentioned before in during the show, that th- that performance against Spain will give... Um, dear, the, 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 the confidence to, mm. and, you know, to, 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 to move forward. I mean, some of the times I just think it's a, it's a lack of concentration on his part that causes the, the, the issues with him. And, you know, you know, I, I mean, I guess in the match against Spain, they knew that they were up against players where literally one iota of lack of concentration, that's it, you're done. And maybe with some of the teams he's played against, 
I don't know. Has he has he got a bit complacent where he thinks I just need to turn up and do my thing, uh, you know, uh, and I uh, and I'll be all right. But so you do you do mention re- Raven. You do mention um, Ravan. Sorry, you do mention uh, confidence. And I think that's a massive word in football, in business, in whatever. Sure. We make that, you know, that goes mm. across. If mm. you're lacking a bit of confidence, it only takes, like you say, one one element of yeah. a one misplaced pass or, or, you know, one misconcentration because of your confidence. Oh, I've, I've got. And then bang, you could be punished, especially at that level that we're playing at. So I do think he, he looked much more confident, and that can only be a good thing for Tottenham, can it, lads? Yeah, mm. absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I'm hoping now as well. You know, you know, we we've allegedly started off badly this season. But, you know, <laughs> you look where we are. In not the bad, table, is it? You know, and it's not bad for a team that were a crisis club yep. just <laughs> a couple of couple of games ago. Um, love but, it, Ravan. Uh, 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 that's what I, I, that's what I love. I love callers like like Ravan because you got to see it for the perspective that I talked about last week. And mm. the reality is, we've got records points total mm. so far this mm. season. But we're a club in crisis. Well, thank thank God. You know, can you imagine what we're going to be like when we're not say, in crisis? I was about to say, Ravan, if this is bad, I can't wait for what's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And and but again, over the last few seasons, this starts to be the the December mm. late, late November December January that's when we start spot on. on exactly we come into our own don't we yeah, yeah. spot on we come into our own during this time so you know um, and I just hope then we when we meet um, when we meet um, the Woolwich boys oh. in, a, in a few <laughs> weeks we you know we absolutely stuff them what you do you know, think Ravan uh, just, just quickly from you for this weekend big game West Ham what do you think do you think we're going to win yeah, I, 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 I absolutely believe we are going to win. West Ham are going to be up for it, as we all know, because this is their, you know, this is their, this is their. Go on, say it, say it, say it, say it. And World Cup rolled in, you know, yeah, you know, rolled in. <laughs> Go on, Robert. You know, so um, you know they, you know, it's funny, you know. I was actually, I was looking at the bench, and it was undoubtedly that West Ham had a far superior. Bench to Spurs, oh, and then yeah. suddenly when he was qu- when when he was questioned, yeah. he completely broke down. I don't know if you guys heard that. Yeah, no, no, I mean, it's, this is it's, it. it's, it's know, a pretty. It's it's a it's an older clip, definitely. Yeah, right. Um, you know, you know, and and I think he's probably. Um, quite embarrassed about. That clip. <laughs> Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Big time. Let's be Big fair. Time. But you know, I, I you know I think yeah. But again, we're gonna you know if Tottenham go in there. Half cocked, we'll get beat. We'll get beat because they will be absolutely up for it. And you know, and they seem to have got into a better form themselves this season. You know, uh, now so we're going to have to be on our metal, full concentration for the likes of Eric, uh, you know, uh, Eric Deer and um, you know, and ha- Harry Winks and that. But yeah, I don't see why we can't. We we won't go out there and and, and beat them two or three nil. Brilliant stuff, Robin. Thanks very much for getting involved this evening. 0208 70 is the number to call. And after half past eight tonight, we bring you uh, the first steps towards our preview to this weekend's fixture. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. Love Sport. This is Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. The Opposition View on Love Sport. 
Yeah, time for the opposition view. Before we get it, though, I'm just going to need to take half-time between the Republic of Ireland and Wales. Nil-nil at the Aviva Stadium. It's also France and Germany won. Belgium won. Netherlands won. Let's talk, though, to a, a massive West Ham United fan. Friend of the show. Friend of the station. Good evening, Baz Cox. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks, pal. Have you enjoyed the international break? No, I'm not a national football fan, to be honest. Um, enjoyed the World Cup. I did watch England last night and played well first half, second half. I think that's important. They did lead and they've done well. Fair play to them. You know, was it the Cup final, Baz, at the weekend for you? No, it ain't no Cup final. <laughs> what is it then? <laughs> they're, they're too big for us. Oh, you're too, oh, too big for you now, is it? Yeah, of course they are. They're, yeah. they're massive, mate. And, and, and any realistic fan, they're telling you the same. Spurs are going to compete to win titles. We ain't going to get near that. They they don't get that far. They they normally put a out by <laughs> April oh, time. And no, I mean that with respect. I do. Um, I don't think they've got enough to win it. And, and I certainly don't this year with City and Liverpool. But they, they go the distance, you know. And, and credit to them. They, they've built their club the right way. And they've got a good manager, good squad, nice new ground built. Good luck to them. Do you- I, I don't... Go on. Yeah, do you agree, Baz, with Mark Noble's recent comments that West Ham have had a similar start to the season like Spurs? Uh, tough, because I think Spurs, if I'm right, have had their best start ever, haven't they? That's right. Yes, yeah, so, no, I don't know if I can agree with it. Um, <laughs> I, it's difficult. We, we lost two silly games, in my opinion. Um, Wolves at home and Bournemouth at home. But in fairness to Wolves, the way they've gone on it is it's not a silly result. We had it in our last season at the up, at Upton Park. The first two home games, we got beaten by Leicester and Bournemouth. And Leicester went on to win the league, and at the time, it was a bad, bad result. I'm not saying Wolves are going to go on and win the league, but if they go on and finish in the top eight, you know, it's not a terrible result losing one new home to them. We've a sort of time it is, but overall. I've got to be honest with you, Baz. I'm worried going into this game because, for me, Spurs, we had a bit of momentum, obviously, before the international break, winning with a win. I think against West Ham, I do know that you guys will be up for this game. All joking aside, you will go into this game, Pellegrini will be drilling you for this one. And this is the kind of game that Spurs, if we're not at 100%, then West Ham will be on us. And I think the pressing game we've seen West Ham do us over the last couple of seasons, if Spurs are not on their game, then this is a real opportunity for West Ham to really go at us. That's my biggest concern. I think you're right, but I don't think Pellegrini will need to drill him. It's not a cup final for us. It's a game we love to win. There's obviously a rivalry between the two clubs understandably if it's a rivalry for um, who's the better it ain't going to be West Ham Tottenham hold that crown you know, they wave that flag but there is a rivalry it's a London derby but a few years ago we weren't good enough to compete with Chelsea and Arsenal Tottenham were at our level Tottenham have gone up a couple of levels but the rivalry stayed because there's no real other London club coming back Watford maybe but Watford really London not for me Palace that they'd never seem to push that bit further on. So they're always there. So the players are up for it. The fans are up for it. The ground would be electric. The atmosphere would be good. If we come out of the traps blazing like we did with Manchester United, I think we'll get at Tottenham. If we sit back, which I don't think we do under Pellegrini, and allow Tottenham to play football, we could be in trouble. Because still, they've got some class players in that team. Yeah, one thing I'm just interested to see is obviously West Ham have undergone a bit of a resurgence recently, but obviously suffered a setback against Brighton last time out. So I'm just wondering what kind of form are West Ham entering in? Is it going to be a positive performance? Mate, we were unlucky at Brighton. We got beaten one year. First half weren't great. Second half, they were good. And 
it was right when we come out of the Emirates after getting beaten 3 1 there. It was a game we didn't deserve to get nothing out of. I'm not saying we'd done enough to win, but it wasn't a game we deserved to come away with nothing. We put enough in and had enough chances and stuff to have got a point. We didn't, we accept it. Um, against Tottenham, I, I do think we'll, we'll play the same way. And, and that front three, Anderson, Yarmolenko, and an out of it, is dangerous. The back four, including the goalie five, look real solid. Rice and Obiang in the middle. Declan Rice has just been phenomenal. He looks good, doesn't he? He run. looks good, but he's Declan Rice. He's he been really been good. Obiang worried me a little bit at Brighton. Didn't have his best of game. Or games, I should say. Hopefully, he'll step up. Isn't he the guy that scored an absolute worldie against he us did. last season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the rocket. Blimey, he was an amazing goal. I think a big thing for Tottenham and key for Tottenham is Harrison's fit as well because he is dangerous. He, he is class and he can have you want to run around and if you've got him running you around it leaves Ali and Kane to go and do what they want to do you in trouble. Yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah but, I, I, go on. No, I was just going to say, in terms of you know West Ham United, um, the 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 results have been fairly mixed, obviously since that United uh, the the Man United beating. Um, what can you take from that game? What can you take from from from, from what you've learned, you know, in in the weeks following that? Is it a case of starting fast, setting the pace, and making Spurs come on to you like you did with United? Yeah, it, it doesn't play a slow game, Pellegrini. It's not a game where we'll be patient, that's for sure, and, and sit back and try and find a hole. It, he will get at you, and he does it with every side. And When it works, it's dangerous. Um, luckily, we now play with these two central defensive midfielders, which gives us cover. And I've said from the start of the season, the first four games when we got beat, we didn't have enough cover because we were playing the one man there. Having the two allows your full-backs to get forward, as we do, get chances and crosses in the box, etc., Unfortunately, we haven't got Andy Carroll at the moment, who, who gets on the end of these crosses. But the ball, the ball on the floor, with a bit of pace for an out of it, is it's dangerous, and he's strong and quick and out of it. Mm, I mean, he's your talisman, isn't he, Baz? And out of it, he's one of these players for you guys. He's so important. I was going to ask you, apart from an out of it, who's the players to watch out for if we're Spurs going to this game? Who should we be keeping an eye on? They could be causing problems for us on the day. Anderson's been good, yeah, and Anderson's—he's he, shown flashes, and and it's not—it's difficult because of his price tag. You expect miracles, but mm. his pace, his cleverness, his awareness is good. He doesn't waste the ball a lot. You know, he'll get the ball, and when you're winning, he'll get out into a corner and keep the possession away from your position, so don't come back at you. But going forward, he's direct. If he's got, um, I'm looking for. If he's got someone with him backing him up, supporting him. He gets past them again, so the overlaps are there. And the full-backs join in get forward well. For me, he's a danger. And I do think Tottenham should look out for himself. I don't tell him what to do when I don't want you to do it. But him and, and out of it for me, are our two key men. Baz, how do you see it going on Saturday, pal? Oh, why'd you ask me that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I always say 3-1. Always say 3-1, but... If West Ham don't win 3-1, I think it'd be 2 all. Okay, and uh, very quickly, I uh, I hear you uh, you have an event you want to uh, quickly talk about while you're on, pal. Yeah, if you don't mind, I had a phone call from Tracy Chaldidis, Dylan Chaldidis, the man who died from testicular cancer at West Ham. She's got a white-collar boxing evening, or afternoon, I should say, Sunday the 11th of November at the York Hall. 
And she asked me if I'd join in and offered me a 50-50 split with Isla Caton's fight, who I've been fundraising for so far this year, and raised about 50, 60 grand for her. So Sunday the 11th, tickets are £60 for ringside, £40 for the balcony, £30 for the stalls. Tickets on sale through me or the DT38 website. If people are interested, please come along and support for a great cause or two great causes. Brilliant stuff. No, uh, thank you very much for that, pal. And uh, I'm sure anyone wants to get involved, obviously head over to the uh, the DT38 pages. Uh, and, you know, just raising money for great causes. Baz, mate, we really appreciate you uh, coming on and joining us this evening. Baz Cox, West Ham United fan there with us. Let me just take you through a couple of scores this evening because there's plenty of international football going on in the UEFA Nations League. France, nil, Germany, one is a halftime score, as is Norway, one Bulgaria, nil, Slovenia, nil, Cyprus one. It finished Kazakhstan four Andorra nil half time. Latvia nil Georgia two Gibraltar nil Liechtenstein one Ukraine one Czech Republic nil and Republic of Ireland nil Wales nil. It finished Armenia four Macedonia nil elsewhere and uh, seventy six minutes gone in Saudi Arabia. It's Argentina nil Brazil nil. It's Belgium one Netherlands one uh, Denmark one Austria and Sweden nil Slovakia nil. Plenty more to talk about this evening on Love Sport Radio. Uh, we are with the Spurs fans for another 17 or so minutes. Give us a call. 0208 70 25 We'd love to hear from you this evening. Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com Predict 7 to net a million. Yeah, into the last section of this evening's show. Good evening, this is Love Sport. Good evening, Louise, as well, who is uh, is loving the show's tweeting us in saying, loving the show, guys. Thanks, Louise. Nice one, Louise. Thank you, Louise. Appreciate the uh, the kind words. As we do appreciate your downloads every single week. We really, really do. We're just chatting here. Uh, uh, but yeah, we do, uh, we, we do, yeah, appreciate it, don't we, Rick? We appreciate all the love. It's just nice. We appreciate the love. Um, right, let's look ahead to that fixture to London Derby. It's three o'clock on a Saturday. Um, who's going? Who's going? Who's not going? I mean, at the moment, as we know, Victor Wanyama is expected to be available for the game despite limping off for Kenya against Ethiopia in the African Nations Cup qualifier. We made a point, obviously, we've made this point during the show that we don't think Wanyama's going to probably start. We'll probably bring it on shortly to who we think is going to be in the 11 at the weekend, but good to see that Wanyama will hopefully still make the squad. Meanwhile, the likes of Ericsson, Delhi, Ali, Serge Aurea, uh, at the moment subject to being assessed by the Spurs medical staff ahead of West Ham good to maybe point out at this point that Serge Aurier did play for the Ivory Coast during this week so there's hopefully a good chance that he will be fit for this weekend's game but yeah lads I mean there's still plenty of um, injury doubts going into West Ham so difficult to kind of gauge at the moment what kind of team we may be looking at going into the weekend yeah, I mean, it'll be quite interesting to see Serge Aurier come back because I think he had a good run of form before his injury. So it'll be nice to see um, him get minutes. Um, yeah, and I think Danny Rose as well. There's obviously... Uh, obviously Danny, yes, a good one. Yeah. Through, so mm. it'll be interesting to see whether he plays. I think he's been playing far better than uh, Ben Davis. So I think that'll be quite cr- crucial if we ha- can have Rose back. How do you chaps uh, line up for this one? I can see Lee drawing some in. Yeah. He's got the tactics yeah, out here already. We're just getting it out there. I think, you know, so I, I, I would go with uh, with back four 
um, rather than a back three. Um, obviously, with Vertonghen out of the side, I think that's uh, has probably forced our hand a little bit. But also with the fact that Eric Dyer played so well the other night, uh, sorry, y- yesterday with regards to England, you'd have him in the midfield. So I know whether you guys agree, but my mm. back, my back five starts off with Lloris in goal. Uh, he has let one in tonight, actually, yep. to be fair. But Lloris in goal. I'd have Danny Rose left, Trips on the right, and Davison and Toby. I think it kind of picks itself, doesn't it? Yeah. See, I am disagree. If Aurea is 100% fit, yeah. I'd be tempted to start him ahead of Trippier. Okay. If he's 100% fit. It's a big well, if, of course. Yeah. I mean, he had a good game for England last night, so mm. maybe he might, you know, Trippier, so maybe he might be able to kick on from that. But yeah, I have to agree. I think Aurea had a good run in form for his injury, as I said. So, mm. yeah. Again, with Deli Ali, he's another player that for me, if Lee mentioned it as well, if he's 100% fit, mm. you'd start Deli Ali in the midfield. And it's the question marks around the rest of the squad. You know, Sonny, don't need me to say it, he's on a really bad run of form for Tottenham at the moment in terms of his goals per game. Jamie, mm. that's a bit of a worry, isn't it, for Sonny? Because we really need to start coming to his own now, especially in this kind of period where we're kind of ramping up towards, mm. you know, the game's coming thick and fast. I mean, let's be fair, West Ham, you know, at fullback aren't the strongest. That's true. This mm. is an opportunity for him mm. to, to, to play and maybe attack down the left-hand side Spot of West on. Ham. You know, Masuaku mm-hmm. is not a great fullback. Zabaleta's playing for him as well. Well, he's playing at right he's fullback. That's what I'm he's playing the other side. Well, let's he's be quite, fair, he's intelligent. He gets caught up the pitch. Next thing you know, you're in behind. And that's where I think with some pace. Yeah, like, uh, Mora. Mora would be a good yeah. one. Yeah, so I, I'm looking at... We started the programme off, obviously, to, tonight, listeners talking about the England match and how they set up. They set up as a 4-3-3. And I would be tempted to kind of try and... Rep- Replicate that. I don't know what you mm. think, Jamie. But having a look at Dyer sitting with Winks and Lamella on that on that side, only because like you'd have maybe a Deli Ali in there. Um, b- to be yeah. fair, if he's fit, but I don't think he's fit. And then the front three, I'd have Son, Kane, and Mora. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's that's another interesting point. I think you know, could Deli in the England side could he come in to replace someone like Barkley? Is he? Would he be able to play as a central midfielder? It's interesting. I I'm not quite sure, but yeah. As I said, I think he's it's another Spurs player in England exactly, squad, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> so, as I said, I think his best position is number ten. But yeah, um, yeah. I think the, I think it'll be Lucas, Son, and Lamella, the three behind Kane. Right. Yeah, do you think do you think he will play Son, Kane, and Moore as a because what he's been playing sometimes yeah. and 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 a, a, a definitely I, I thought it was quite interesting to see against Cardiff, Kane almost played like a number ten, yeah, and and he yeah. was pushing Moore mm-hmm. as a number nine almost you can call him that, wouldn't he? He was put, yeah. pushing him a little bit more. Having seen what the pace that Moore, to be fair, and Lamella and Son, the pace in that that side that we've got going forward, if we can get the ball, turn it, pivot from Winks, give it in the pivot yeah. and turn it into attack, we have got some real pace in that side and we should be using that pace to high press and get on the front foot wherever we can. And we, we were talking to Baz before about starting, we need to start rapid. We yeah. need to be right at it from the day, get the wet fish out, yeah. slap the players in the face before five minutes before they come out, get him on it. You're right, Lee. What you said there about starting fast. This is where Spurs, especially against West Ham, we either it's, it's either I say a case of you know do or die here because we have to start yeah. fast. See, if you don't, they will. They, that's yep. a problem. They and will. I've, yes. I've learned and that. Yes. The problem with Tottenham is we. I still think Spurs. I don't know if you agree with me, Jamie. That I think Spurs still have this issue that when we get pressed, we don't seem to have a response for it at times under Pochettino. We don't seem to be able to change a game quick enough when we are really facing the press. West Ham have done it a couple of years ago to us when yeah. we played them. But, but, but that was when we was playing a back three. It it, was, I, I, yeah. do, I think as well, if you go back in the record books mm. over the last recent seasons when we struggled against West Ham because we played a back three. Mm. And when you're playing a back three, you don't you don't get the 
press as much as when you're playing a kind of a, 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 four, ba- yeah. a back four. Yeah. I mean, my, my gut feeling is, I don't know what you think, Jay, my gut feeling is that the team I've just written down, I don't think he'll play Lamella, Mora, Kane and Son at the same time. I think he'll leave an option on the bench so he can bring on and change the game. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually, because obviously, you know, we we really only got those three available, so that is tough. But <laughs> we do exactly, not try to yeah. cram in yeah. all the attackers here. Oh, yeah. not, we're not fans of a <laughs> defensive go for it. Let's just go it's for tough, it. I, I think that Lamella would suit a game like this. I think he, needs his, to start, he? he deserves it now. Well, he, he's been, I don't know, it's been a bit funny. Like, he's been so playing so well, but then he yeah. hasn't really quite been rewarded. I would start him because I think he shows a huge amount of passion. He's, he'll love a derby, and I think mm. he'll get right in their faces. And that's the kind of, as we said, that's what Spot we need. On. So I think yeah. Lamella's yeah. start. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'd Good. agree with you completely on that Lamella front. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how you know Spurs try and push past West Ham's midfield three they've built. I mean, Martin Noble is in <laughs> some form of weird form now, where he 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 was talked about you know towards the end of last campaign of how he he was on his way out and his legs had gone. Well, did you see but, the first game he played him? He looked like he was walking around. Trying to check the guy over, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like De- Declan Rice and Obiang have really <laughs> worked have. well. I, next I do to him. agree. I do and agree. I think they really unleash him. And and, and the interesting thing was was when Manchester United were attacking in that game that West Ham played really really well in mm. Noble was the spearhead of every single counter attack yeah. I mean forget him you've got Arnautovic up top I know he's, he's, a he's, he's yeah, a I, I don't know I think there's been reports of a slight injury for yeah. Arnautovic yeah. Um, really? well I heard he's with Drew but that doesn't he's actually just been with Drew as a precaution he's just not training at the moment he's not training I, think, so. I don't think it's going to yeah. affect his status at the weekend no. he'll be fit he's yes. a guy that he is their talisman and if Spurs are going to get any draw against West Ham we are going to have to keep him quiet I do agree with what Baz said, though. I, I, I fancy that Anderson. I think he looks a player. I've looked at him. I mean, also, um, is it how you say his name? Yeah, yeah, Malenko. Yeah, Malenko. Yeah, Malenko. Yeah, Malenko. Yeah, we, look, we looked at him. Yeah. We've looked at everyone, Lee. Come on, we know this. How many well, players no, we looked at? Actually, let's just rewind that, actually. Everybody on Twitter thought that we looked at him, <laughs> but 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 maybe we didn't. Who knows? But uh, who would never know the you know fake news or real news? But yeah, I mean that Anderson, he, do, he does look like a bit of a player to me. But I think look, if we go in, if we go into games like potentially we did with the Watford game, which is still great on me, I'm not over it still. Um, with the wrong attitude and That's think that we're going to roll a team over, or think that we're going to, especially in this fixture, we are going to come unstuck. And I think what we've got to do is we'll go in there. Exactly how the mentality was of starting that England game last night. If we do that, there's no doubt. We, with respect to West Ham, we've got better quality. As Baz said, we've got better quality players, better quality team. Mm-hmm. And I think the added pressure for us, and this is sometimes where it worries me with Tottenham. The added pressure for us is that our next game, although we've got a week and a bit off because it's on a Monday, is against Man City. It's not so even. we have to take some points. And for me. A draw won't be good enough, even though it's away from home against like a local derby. I, I, we have to take three points, lads. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not. This is again not being disrespectful. West Ham at the moment they're a mid-table team, and therefore 15th, if you so. yeah fifteenth. So if you're looking at it realistically, Spurs should be going there to win. A draw it shouldn't be a case where we should be accepting that. Spurs need to go there to take the games to West Ham to go and get the three points. And Lee, with Man City coming up, you want to be taking maximum points here because you cannot afford to be left behind at the top. You have to try and keep to those top clutch of clubs like we're doing at the moment. There's sometimes with Spurs and lots of different things. You know, again, I always reference business and sport and so on and so forth. If you go into games or if you go into a pitch in business or if you go into you know a, a job that you're doing and you play not to lose, you've got a problem. 
Yeah. And you need to go in and play to win. I totally agree. You've got to get in there and play to win. Set up to win. Not let's go gung-ho like um, Harry Redknapp team. You, you, don't, you don't start a business trying not to make a loss. No, of course. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? You, 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 you start a business to make a profit. And that's exactly. You go into uh, The mentality of, of Tottenham since Potticino's taken over has totally been that way. To go in and play to win. We start well, like a train. I love a train. Pow. <laughs> Could be a big result for us, boys. Right, chaps. Thank you very much for joining me this evening. Of course, this uh, show is going to be available via the podcast. Hey, thanks to uh, Jamie from Daily Hotspur as well for, uh, for for rocking up. Good to see you, Jamie from Daily Hotspur. No problem. No thanks problem. Thanks very much. Thank you to the Snack King, Lee McQueen. Yeah, thank you once again to Ricky Sachs. This show, My of course, pleasure. available immediately after nine o'clock via on demand on lovesportradio.com so if you fancy listen to us again crack on do it and Lee can do his train impression again <laughs> the fans show on love sport with 7otb.com play your way to one million pounds 558 AM Love Sport Sports Social Podcast Network